gospel lesson comes from the first chapter of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Preachers preach almost every Easter, but it's not often that Sunday falls on Christmas Day or Christmas Day falls on a Sunday. In fact, the last time it happened was 2005. The next time it happens is five years from now, 2016. And I just want to share a brief moment with you for this beautiful Christmas Day. Last night, our sanctuary was full or nearly full of many family and friends. We were here for the Festival of Lessons and Carols, which tells our salvation history. We read nine lessons from the Bible, each one of them followed by a carol. And if you were here, you remember that the first lesson is from Genesis chapter 3. Genesis 3 tells the story of the fall, Adam's, Adam and Eve's expulsion from the Garden of Eden. And it seems kind of odd to start readings for Christmas Eve with Genesis 3. But what it does admit that, that there is the reality, that there is a problem. We do live east of Eden. We know this, don't we? We know that there is darkness. We don't love God fully. We don't treat each other the way God would like for us to. And stress that is in our lives almost constantly only adds to our human tendency to choose the bad. Yet the lessons begin there, but they don't end there. The lessons continue with the promise 
that God made through Abraham, that his descendants would be a blessing to the whole world. And then the lessons continue on into the, to the story of Isaiah, where the pe- prophet reminds the people that the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. So even if we sit in darkness, even this morning, we also know something far more important. We know that there is light. That is what we celebrate this day, that there is a light that shines in the darkness. And though at times it seems like the darkness is more powerful, the darkness is never powerful enough to overcome the light. So we end our lessons and carols by holding candles and singing Silent Night and O Come All You Faithful. And I think that's why we love the evening so much. It is honest. It acknowledges that there is a problem. And yet it also acknowledges that there is a solution to the problem. There is light that has come into the world and it keeps coming and it keeps coming and it keeps coming. And I would even suggest that the beauty of it is even more powerful and more deep than that. The lessons and carols also do something very significant. They tell a long history of God's work with us. There is a continuity in the way that God has worked with humanity from the beginning all the way up until now. There is also a progression. There is a movement, a movement in history where God is leading us over and over again into more and light, more light and more light. There are two passages that we read this morning that I want to highlight very quickly. And both of them highlight the imagery of coming home, of a homecoming. In Isaiah, you heard it when it says, listen, listen, your sentinels, which means your messengers, your messengers lift up their voices, they sing for joy, for in plain sight, they see the return of the Lord to Zion. The return of the Lord, it's a homecoming. That's why it says, how beautiful are the feet, because the messengers were bringing the good news that the Lord was coming home back to Zion, returning and redeeming the people who have walked in darkness. And then the second point from scripture is from John. Did you catch it in John in verse 11 when it said that the word came to what was his own? That's powerful. When God sent light into the world, God wasn't coming into foreign territory. God wasn't coming as a king marching with an army into a place where he did not belong. God was coming back home, a place that God had created and given light. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God an echo straight out of Genesis 
chapter 1. And in case you missed the point, John says it this way. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of grace and truth. And the word became flesh and lived. That's the, if you translate the Greek word that we normally use for lived, you could accurately translate it in, as into a connotation of pitching tent or tabernacling, making tabernacle, pitching tent. So the word became flesh and pitched tent with us, set up home with us. More recent translations just say, God moved into the neighborhood. That's why the festival of lessons and carols ends with the reading of the Gospel of John. Because it gives us the theological meaning behind all the other details. It gives us the meaning behind the trip to Bethlehem and the swaddling clothes and the shepherds abiding in the fields and the angels singing. All those things are an important part of the story but it's not all that's there. If you just focus on the details, you could easily miss the point. God is with us. Emmanuel, incarnation, coming home. So start there. Start with coming home. And then the mystery of everything else in your life will follow quite naturally. First, you have to return back home. You have to go back to your primary identity of who you are before God, a child of God, not because of the way that you willed it, not because of anything that you have done, not because you have succeeded, not because you have achieved a certain level of success, not because of anything that you look like, or that you have done or that you have not done, you are a beloved child of God because God came into the neighborhood and made a home for you and made it possible for you to be a child of God. It's grace. We don't have to earn it. It has nothing to do with deserving this or not. None of us get what we deserve and aren't we grateful for that? So start there. Start with the mystery of who you are before God. And I'd like to offer that as your reflection for the next 12 days of the Christmas season. The Christmas season is just beginning today and it lasts for 12 days until Epiphany, January 6th. The reflection that you perhaps could ask yourself each morning, do I feel at home with God? Lord, let me feel at home with you today. Let that be a reflection for you over these next few days. First, you have to realize that no matter where you are, where you have been, what you have done, how you feel, what you think, whether you believe it or not, God has created a home for you regardless of where you hang your hat, you are already home because God is already there. So that is something to celebrate 
to sing. No wonder why the angels were singing and the stars were so bright. Coming home. So let us stand and together and sing Carol 34, In Bethlehem a babe was born. <laughs> 